ladies and gentlemen, this is episode, what episode are we up to right now? Uh, this is 16, I think. Yes. We had a two and a half week, almost three week break. You was down in the South. How was your trip to see your family? Oh man, it was good, brother. I mean, it was great. Can't beat it, man. You know, to get out of New York and then just chill for two weeks, relax, kick my feet up, be on the grill. It was great. Right, and uh, and you're going to a cookout la- again later on this evening with the fam. Of course, you know. And stuff like that. More barbecue, more brews, you know. Yeah, you know how it goes. Um, So a lot has happened in the two weeks of wrestling. It sure has. Is a lot didn't happen, and then the second week while you was on va- while we was taking a break, while you was on vacation, while I was getting everything together, working on other shows, yeah. start stuff started to pick up, and then this week business really started to pick up. Oh, absolutely, man! I mean, there's a lot that's going on, and um, I'm and ready still to- in transition of happening. And I'm still and I'm ready to dive in. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is today is gonna be our extreme, our first ever review show, a mm-hmm. pr- prediction show, right? Which we're we'll gonna be trying to bring you more prediction shows when it comes to WWE, uh, TNA, and other other pieces of content like uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor. Right. But um, right now we're gonna get into the 2018, 2018 WWE Extreme Rules card. We're gonna break it down from the pre-show matches all the way up, um, and we're gonna see when we do the review show. How accurate we both were. Yeah. So um, let me let you kick it off. The first one is uh, Alamas. How do you say that last name? It's uh, Amos. Uh, Amos versus Sinkara. What do you think they're doing with this? Okay. A- and this is the kickoff show. This is the match. kickoff. This is kickoff match number one. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing it up to speed, um, Amos and Sinkara uh, got history going back to their days to um, CMLL. Mm-hmm. Um. They both Which WWE is not capitalizing on. Right. You know what I mean? So once Sinkara comes in, you know, we all know what happened to him uh, in this particular case uh, twice over. Right. And um, there's been uh, many different men bearing the Sinkara name, as right. we could tell visually with exactly. the company. Because they didn't want to let go of the marketing behind it. Exactly. You know, that's that was that's their way of saying, like, well, look, we can get a foothold into the, uh, the, the luchador market, so we need our own lucha star. Right. So, we come up with Sin Cara. Mm-hmm. Of course, the original Sin Cara was Mystical, mm-hmm. who is still active down in Mexico right about now. It seems like they've been still trying to replace Rey Mysterio for do several different incarnations, yeah. and it just doesn't work. Nah, there's only one Rey. You know what I mean? Right. And that's it. Now, Mystical back in the day was good, but mm-hmm. when he came to the American roster, uh, it just wasn't all that great. It didn't pan out so well. Right. You know, um, but... Then they did the uh, Sankara Dark, Sankara Light, and the Sankara Dark, who's the current Sankara right now, mm-hmm. was the better of the uh, the Inception, the better, right. the better person to portray Sankara Dark. Point in time. Is right. that something you made up, or they called them Sankara Dark? Well, it was like Sankara Azul and Sankara Negro, or something like that. But WWE did that. Well. They Wait, did. They played. They played it off. Did they like say that? those names? Like no, say, they didn't. Do oh, it like that's that. so, so yeah. Because you're about to say. I'm about to say. Wait a second. What I'm asking is, no, nah, they even, didn't. You're, they you're didn't adding the extra on to. Yeah, okay, I'm let's make it so people understand what at. Because last thing we want to say that we was being so you know, like I said, they had they had two Sin Caras. They had the, you know, the current Sin Cara who's playing Sin Cara right now. He was Sin Cara Dark or Sin Cara Negro, as I call him. Right. Let's let's avoid that. You know, because <laughs> I don't want people saying. Yeah. Um, oh. As we were told already, yeah, that we added a, um, the wrong title, and that was a legal confusion. Mm-hmm. Now, even though uh, the original Sin Cara won the feud, 
he just didn't pan out so well in WWE, so they let him go. Right. And uh, he's back down in Mexico as Mystico. Doing his regular... Doing and, his, and, his regular gimmick. And making his money. Right. He's, right. He's, he's there, whereas uh, this, the, the gentleman playing Sin Cara right now... Isn't that Carlito's brother or something like that? No, no, he's no. I don't. I forgot. Didn't they? But they had him doing. If I'm correct, wasn't he doing double duty? Because that tattoo kind of matches. Nah, that was um, that was Hunico. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's who they had to play. Uh, who's playing Sin Cara right about now? That's Hunico. Right. Right. So right now he's taking on Almas in his opening contest, and basically what it is, like I said, they have history with one another. But uh, since almost almost came to the main roster, he's looking at Sin Cara like, I don't know you, I don't need you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has his valet with him doing that. So, you know, just putting it over like, you know, you're a nobody. And you're like, he's royalty, you're trash. Right. So, basically, it's about pride and honor at stake between these two former friends mm-hmm. or allies or whatever. Um, I look for Almas to get the win in this matchup. Almas, of course... A, just recently was the NXT champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which it seems like NXT, uh, NXT champions are not doing too great when they hit main rosters at this moment. Right. You know, There so, was a point when they would come in and they would do phenomenal. Now it's like, what the fuck is going on with this exactly. NXT shit? So I, I say uh, Amos gets the win over, over the Sin Cara in this matchup. Right. Hands now, down. Uh, and I'm going to say, I'm going to have to agree because... Uh, Sin Cara taking another loss is not going to um, hurt the company at all. I don't think they, I think they're just looking to do something or they're trying to find a way to stack the card. Personally, I could have done without this match on the show. Yeah. And you could have kept this as a SmackDown match, which it is a SmackDown match. It is match, a SmackDown which, match. You right? could have kept it as a SmackDown show driven match. And they were pushing that on the show as far as like with the backstage interviews and mm-hmm. so forth and the few matches they did have on TV, but they figured, well, Let's get put this on a big stage, but however, as they put it on the big stage, it it's did, in the it, it's in the um the open opening for the show, which and then it kind of and then it's dwindling down from there. So right. what, what what can we say? So look for almost to get the win on this one, and maybe well, this you, win. You, that's who your yeah. well the predictions are between me and us. So you're looking for almost to get the I'm win. I'm looking for almost to get and the win, and I think he's gonna get the win as well because technically, I think it takes two seconds to decide who wins yeah. this, even if you're in the company yourself. Um, the next match is New Day versus Sanity. I don't think Sanity is going to get their first win, and it's kind of disappointing to see New Day as much as they've done on the opening shows. Oh, on the kickoff show, you're better off not having them on the card and saving them versus or or saving them, or is this is their, maybe this is their way of testing Sanity out? But they've put so much behind Sanity, they should be in an immediate feud already. Yeah. Well, what happens is is that this is the introduction to Eric Young mm-hmm. on the main roster. Right, you know, more so than the other two guys. Exactly. Now, of course, Eric Young is a is a Grand Slam winner in Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's a former uh, T oh, it's former TNA uh, heavyweight television King of the Mountain and yeah, tag team champion. And I think Impact, was, right? Yeah, and I think he was also X Division champion too. So he held all the titles there. Right. And you know, it took a little while for him to get to to the WWE, but he's here now. And uh, his two partners in Sanity, they they seem pretty good. And and I've watched them a lot on NXT. They're a pretty great team. Right. I just I expected more from them when it came to when they came to that main roster. I wanted them. I thought they was immediately going to be swung into the tag team scene and right. shit like that. But I don't know. I'm I'm leaning towards New Day because they need the win. 
Yeah. And I don't think Sanity is going to be hurt by their first loss no. at all. But I mean, what you, I'm picking New Day. Who are you picking? I'm going to go with New Day as well, only because, you know, New Day is kind of hot, is still hot at this moment. You know, they're, they're the established team and they're the favorites. I think right. that they're going to pull off the win. But if there's a way to kind of give the rub to Sanity, this maybe, would be the it, way. This would be the way to do it. It's okay, te- I can see testing grounds. Right, testing, especially for Eric Young, because we all know Eric Young is the breakout from that group. Right, he's and the when, leader of the group, you know. Right, I would love to see him, him and Finn Balor go at it. Yeah, I would too. You know, that would be a great uh, future feud if they can get Finn Balor back on fucking right. track. But speaking, so we both go for New Day for the win. Mm-hmm. The next match would be Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. I don't think Baron. I think Baron Corbin should be fired. I don't like. I don't want to say no one should be fired, but I don't. He serves no purpose to the show, and they're gimmicking him out, and it's making him say nursery rhymes when you know this dude listens to Metallica, hanging upside down in the corner of his apartment, with his motorcycle revving in the kitchen while he making fucking French toast on the motor. You get what I'm saying? Like this dude is not who they're portraying him to be, and they shouldn't have cut his hair. I, I don't have the words for Baron Corbin. Maybe I, that maybe that's what it was. I was looking for something for Baron Corbin, and I have nothing for Baron Corbin, and I really feel he's a waste of space. I think they try. I think they at one point they thought he was going to be their new taker. Look, ten years ago he would have been a part of LOD, not LOD. Uh, what's the uh, the biker group? Um, the Disciples of Apocalypse. They would have been with them niggas running around <laughs> with on, the twins, on bikes and everything. And, and they would have been the yeah. guy taking the smash to the table yeah. instead of and 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 shit like that. I just think that to me. Uh, Baron Corbin is still green in the business, and um, I think he needs to stay in NXT and build. Yeah, so you know that you know they're pushing him, they're showing him down the throats, and they're hurting Finn Balor with and, this feud. Yeah, see, because like Finn Balor shouldn't even be wasting his time going against a, a Baron Corbin. You know, I always felt that they should have. And I don't mean to. I think I've said this on another show, and I'm not too sure. I got to go back and check. Finn Balor is a special project to me when it comes to WWE. Right. You already, you know why? Because when he was on the indie scene and he was on the Japanese scene and he was on the UK scene, and and even though a lot of that is labeled as indie, the UK scene and the Japanese scene is very unique. Yeah, it is. And the styles, the styles are different, and each and each um, style of wrestling stands out. Right. So my thing is, and it's not just that he had a gimmick that worked. Right. And with me, gimmicks are very important and entrances are very important. And you already took away 80% of who he was by only giving him, allowing him to have one look. You should have still, give me one second, you should have you still had allowed him to do every different gimmick look. To me, as I look in marketing, you could have sold all those toys. It's no different than Ray coming out with, with different, different outfits. Masks, right. And some of it is themed after superheroes and this. Um, you hindered him when you only allowed him to be one type of demon baller. Yeah, yeah. You took away half of his entrances. You took away the gimmicks that made him what the indie scene or fans of professional wrestling outside of the main market loved. Also, he should never be regular baller. No. He should have always been the demon, demon. baller. Well, in this particular case with big, big, big matches, um, Finn can do that. But I just think, in the, to a degree, it goes without saying. I think his feud with Baron Corbin is a waste of time. It is Baron, hurting his career. Baron Corbin doesn't even deserve that damn spot. 
Right. Well, he does. He does deserve only to be on the pre-show. Finn Balor does not deserve yeah, to be Finn on the Balor's pre-show. Upper mid, but you know, people just don't see or um, uh, or have trust. The company, as they would say, they don't get. There's no connection. Right. And this but, is my issue with them not pulling the trigger on certain types of foreign wrestlers. Finn is connect. Finn has a connection with the crowd. He already came in with a big fanfare and a mm-hmm. big. Um, because of the way he right the, uh, uh, the way he displayed the gimmick of his character, and we knew and we thought we were gonna get that, and we got we accepted the name change, but the name change seemed to be seemed to be the beginning of the curse. Yeah, so it's like you know they don't see him as viable, but I think that he is, and a lot of the uh, wrestling fans do think that Finn right. has what it takes to not only be in the upper mid, but to be heavyweight champion and stuff like that. But you know. It's it's the E, it's their booking strategy, it's what they're doing to present things to the table. Right. But I predict that Finn Balor's going to win this match. Yeah, and I'm going to go against you. I'm going to say Baron Corbin is going to begin this match because the burial of Finn Balor is, seems to be on the checklist. So okay. I want Finn Balor to be the winner, but unfortunately, because they're trying to make Baron Corbin become this, uh, as they would say, authority figure, Unfortunately, I feel he's gonna get that win. Um, that's the that's the kickoff show. Now let's move on to the uh, main card. We have Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. To me, they're watering down Braun Strowman, and they're watering down Kevin. And the, and you got them in a cage match at the beginning of the show. That's dumb as hell. There should be a rearrange with that. You know, when you do, a I mean, we don't match, know the show order yet, but as of they got it yeah, displayed here, but, but, it looks like it, those guys yeah, are opening the show. But I'm just saying, like how in, in a case like this, you, know, you start off with something else, mm-hmm. a cage match. Did they confirm this is opening the show? No. Oh, okay. But so, just looking at this listing, I got a feeling they may open up the show with the cage match, and I hope that they don't. And I got a feeling for they're going to open up with a tag match, but we'll see. That's something we could talk about and vote on it. You know what I'm saying? So. But Braun Strowman, uh, I don't understand this feud. I can't relate to it. Braun Strowman has hit a space where... Braun's won everything, if you really think about it. Braun's had a good year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, he won a number one contendership battle royal to challenge the tag team champions. He won the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had to relinquish it. And me personally, I think they should have kept the gimmick of him being the tag team champion... By himself, he would have been. It would have been more viable, and just put him up against you. Building him to be a monster. Yeah, maybe that would have been the monster setting to keep him under. That's true. He needs that, but the fans have gravitated to Braun. You know, of all ages, Braun's that dude right about now. He's probably like one of the like uh, bright shining lights on Monday Night Raw at this moment. Right. You don't get mad when you see him. You just wish you would do something for him. Right. Um. I'm still disappointed that. He won that the greatest Royal Rumble, and you're not even letting him walk around with that belt. Yeah, that's true. Representing the Saudi Arabia money. That's true. Um, and but shit then, like that. But then with Kevin Owens, it's the same thing. They got him going around doing all these little crazy, uh, silly things. But I think that Kevin Owens, you know, him and Braun will at least be a decent match tomorrow. But I personally feel that cage matches. Things of that nature. That's like those are blow off main matches. events, right? Those and that's, are blow-offs. that's a blow off match. That's when you're ending a feud, you know, and moving and, on to the next. And you're thing. moving on to the next. Um, so who do you pick to win? I'm going with Braun. On this and I'm one. going with Braun as well. If Kevin Owens wins, it's going to be out of be some default. But in reality, let Braun win. Moving on, I really feel this is a waste of a match. Uh, let me just get this out. This whole card is a waste. 
Oh. But we're going to keep going. Raw Tag Team Championships, the, the Leaders of Worlds versus the B Team. I got a funny feeling the B Team is coming with the win. You know, I'm thinking the same thing, too. You know, it's funny we're on the same page. If It's funny if it goes exactly the way we said. Like, Curtis Axel and um, Bo Dallas for weeks have been doing one consistent thing. They've beaten uh, Matt Hardy in, like, three matches. Mm-hmm. You know, And WWE loves putting tag belts when they did the Slater and Rhino day, right. they love playing that underdog game. To me, the Delete of the Worlds, they're they're a great tag team. I like them better on paper, better than Jeff and Matt. Mm-hmm. But they they're not translating to the fans anymore. Well, I, well t- yeah, you know, because they're not connecting, his, not translating. Matt's doing me. his own thing. Mm-hmm. Jeff's doing his own thing. We'll talk about that later. But I think that the B team they are connecting with the fans. The fans are buying into what they're doing, right. and I and I they I think they enjoy the fact that um, Curtis Axel is coming out there dressing up as Matt Hardy, mm-hmm. and then Bo Dallas is ribbing his brother. So I but, mean, but I, when do they acknowledge? But those two tag team guys, those go those guys are second generation. Yeah. When do they acknowledge? That these two are second generation or, and start putting a serious tone on them. Actually, every I mean, they mentioned that even I think in the beginning that they mentioned that their brothers and that their father was uh, Mike Rotundo. No, no, I'm talking about the B team being Curtis Axel and um, Kenny and no, the other Wyatt. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm thinking that. You know, I just we just mix their names completely. Yeah, that's they really are the B team. Yeah, what I'm saying is with uh, <laughs> but look for the B team to become tag team champions. I right. think. But what's the other person in the black? Can I remember his name? Okay, you have Bo Dallas. So you have there Bray you go. Bo, no, that's what I mean. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel are both part of wrestling history. Why right. don't you create them as a team where they they they're honoring the legacy of their parents? You have Henning, who is the grandson of Larry the Axe Henning, the father of. Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning. You mean this? Right, right. You know, and then you have Bo Dallas, whose uh, father is Mike IRS. Rotunda, a.k.a. IRS. So my qu- grandfather, of course, Black Jack Mulligan, Uncle Barry Wendell. So the question is, why don't they, not the question, if I was in WWE and I was putting together booking, it would be time to start honoring their lineage. But the problem is they would probably need a third or fourth person yeah. to take it from there. They do. They they would need that. Yeah. But so look for the B team. I predict the B yeah, team. and I'm going with the B team, team as champions. well. It's it's just logical. It makes sense. Um, the next thing on the list is the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, the Dungeon Brothers versus Team Hell No. I don't even like this match on the card. I don't think they the the, the nostalgia act ended the next SmackDown. Right. Um, he's either becoming mayor or a mayor now. What mm-hmm. the fuck. I don't know, man. But you know what it is? Dungeon Brothers are re- retained. Yeah, the Bludgeon Brothers retain in the belts. Bl- Bludgeon Brothers retain. And I say me. and I say it's going to it's going to be because of the Miz. And also, is it me or the Bludgeon Brothers gimmick is kind of not working? It's, it's running this course too. It, you know, I it, didn't like it. I liked the first entrance and now it's like, well, you didn't it look, one of the greatest rebranding of a tag team was the Acolytes. Right. And it when worked. they first came out on Shotgun Saturday night and they put the beats on people and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other, you know what I'm saying? That shit worked. The Bludgeon Brothers, they just don't. They they worked better with the Wyatts, And it's a temporary fix if you really think about the circumstances. Kane has, a, well, Kane may potentially win that um, election down there in Kentucky to become the uh, mm-hmm. governor. And then Daniel Bryan, and, and let's, let's shoot real quick with this thing. It's, t- it's over for him. 
his steam has he needs to go to the indie scene and he needs build to, his exactly. steam back up. And WWE's doing everything that they can to keep Daniel Bryan in from leaving. But did you hear what Daniel Bryan said? Do you trust WWE um, so, to keep the storyline going like this? The right. first, I think the first thing they should have did was just put him and a Miz together in a one-on-one match mm-hmm. or a series of one-on-one matches. That's what they needed. To, that's I personally think that's what they should be doing with the Miz and Daniel Bryan. Right. They should not have put him in his tag match shit. This and the third. I agree. Miz need to stop being a fucking pussy. He says he's a man. He earned his stripes. Daniel's a punk. All this other shit. Put your money where your mouth is. Let let's go at it. Put the hands up. Let's but the go problem up there, is, let's go up in there and work. And let's see who's the better worker. And that's what I'm about to go into. Um, Jeff Matt, uh, what's his name said? Do you trust WWE? to actually execute the storyline all the way to WrestleMania. So even Daniel Bryan is saying, as he's saying, I don't trust this fucking company Mm -hmm. to even do that. Right. And that's deep. Says a lot. He doesn't have confidence in it, because look how long it took for them to allow Daniel to come back to work. Right. Daniel was cleared to come back to work a year ago. Okay? Now you have the situation with The Miz, where it's like he's floundering. He Listen, no matter what, the Miz, the go-to guy in the company. He's the workhorse in the in the WWE. I understand all that. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, like, you only go to him because you ain't got shit to do. And what are you really what big money are you really gonna pull out of the Miz right about now? Nothing. Keep stick listen, Miz. I don't give a fuck if you if you came in from tough enough. I don't give a fuck if you came in from MTV. I don't give a fuck you came in from the real world. You are a flip shit wrestler. Mm-hmm. You are a D-list actor. You got semi-decent microphone skills. You're a fake-ass rock. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And regardless of what you may think, you ain't shit. <laughs> no, I mean, he is a decent... Straight up and down. I, I think you're as boring as fucking paint. Paint drying. No, he he cuts a good promo. Yeah, when he has his moments, he, he but it's cut, like he, he cuts a good promo. But he has to, he has to be wound up to do shit. And you no, know what? The problem is because the Miz is naturally polarizing. Let's maybe, not maybe so. Let's Miz has a large fan base, which he does. He's naturally polarizing, which he is. He did main event WrestleMania, oh. and we um okay, we so, was cool with that. But I think the issue with the Miz is. He's one of those people you have to put him in the right place. Because when he's spot on with his promos, he's spot on. Right. This Daniel Bryan feud, the moment Daniel Bryan was cleared, that's who he should have wrestled at WrestleMania. But they missed the targeting system on that. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So So when they missed the targeting system, they straight up and down fucked up. This has been, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but this has been a storyline that's been going on for years. the last seven years. Yeah. The last seven years. So you mean to tell me within those seven years you missed the mark? Okay, so... No, right, no, no. They didn't miss the mark. I, I, I personally think they did. For starters, right? Mm-hmm. When they was doing this this whole bullshit NXT thing, right? Right. For starters, he's running... This fuck is running running Daniel, Daniel down. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy who's been around the world, cut his teeth in Currican Hall, Budokan Hall... The dome and all this other shit. What the fuck has the Miz has done besides that's that one main event at WrestleMania? You, but you gotta remember, th- Money in the Bank. 
You know, yeah, he's won every championship. Yes, he works safe. He's mm-hmm. a reliable guy. Yes, he can talk. But at the same token, man, listen, Daniel beat him in his first singles match for the U.S. championship. Right, and you got to remember you're getting upset over booking WWE created. No matter what, on paper, on paper, The Miz shouldn't have made it to where he was. I think The Miz ain't shit. The Miz charisma system is still better than 90% of the indie market. Which is true. No matter what we say, he sold out maybe the last good WrestleMania. At the end of the day, you're right. It's it's, it's first. You get what I'm saying? And and no disrespect to the indie scene, but those niggas ain't selling out no WrestleMania. Step your game up, guys. You know what what I'm saying? So that, you know, other, other, other cats can get into where they need to get to. But however, the flip the script, you know, and, and I hate giving the devil his due, but the Miz can work his ass off. Like you said, only winning if he's in a position where it's done correctly. Right. He's what it is, what it is, he's a you might I know you're gonna disagree, but he is a grade A talent that only can be in special situations. The Miz is one of those guys, if you don't need him on television, remove him from television. You, you I'm not saying you treat him like Brock. But it's okay for him to go away for four months and come back. Mm-hmm. And then you you pick specific feuds. Right. Because he can have a feud with Roman, and the promo will be based off of him saving Roman. Pretty much. Not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that's how I look at The Miz. I, the Miz is, he's wishy-washy when he's around for too long. But going back to the covering this whole thing, mm-hmm. I say that. Oh, and I, let, me, let me just add this. Also, The Miz is also good. You, you, you should be only booking him against weak talents. You missed the ball with the Daniel Bryan thing. Book the Miz against Roman. Book the Miz against... Um, you could probably book the Miz against Rock and let him and Paul Heyman sell those promos. Yeah. Sell that pay-per-view. Um, you can't put the Miz with Seth Rollins. No. You can't put the Seth Miz... Will, Seth will eat him alive wrestling-wise. Right. You can't, you can't do that. And though he can keep up with these guys wrestling-wise... Mm-hmm. He's a reliable person, and we know the first rule of business in the, in the in in any wrestling business, as us being wrestlers with experience, no pun intended. Right. The reliable guy keeps his job. That's and true. And Miz has become the most reliable person in the company. Daniel Bryan, we know if he leaves in September, if he leaves in August, September, he's showing up at All In. Right. Lawsuit or not, and that's not considered being reliable. I so. The Bludgeon Brothers retained the tag team titles. I yes. predict that. Yeah, how do we how do we jump onto the Miz? Because we Oh I, no, yeah, we team hell no, right. Team hell no. The Miz loses, took up that conversation. The match right. Due to outside interference by the Miz. You know, I didn't think about the Miz thing, but that's liable. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Because he's not on this card at all. No, he's not. So the next match is the United States Championship. Jeff Hardy as champion uh versus Shinsuke Nakamura. What do you on, think? What is your opinion on this? If they don't, we talked about this on the phone earlier, and to you is to everyone else is not repetitive. To you, you understand what I'm about to say. WWE, with Vince at the helm, does not respect Japanese talent. And I say this when Triple H, Triple H running NXT, Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka were not only champions, but they were champions that the crowd sided by, loved, and stood with. They came in the w, into the main roster, and they stood with, and we watched them rip them apart, and this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. Um, most importantly of this situation, and the sad part is, 
if they don't pull the trigger on Nakamura, he's going to hit a new downward spiral that he has never yeah, seen. And I, I and, and I so. want to say this. If people don't believe me, Antonio Inoki is one of the only people. You got dudes who've had one-minute reigns as champions. Mm-hmm. And can you buzz that person in? Sure. You got people who has had one-minute reigns as champions, and the WWE honors their Jesus Christ. It must. It's got to be like this. Ask who it is. No, the other the other bell on the other side over there. Was it? Who did it say? This buzzerman. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. We got an annoying buzz bell. As we're recording our show and threw our whole fucking bullshit off. Um, whoever that is, that was mad fucking annoying, but the show still goes on. Um, Antonio Inoki, out of all the champions, is the only person removed from the championships. You get what I'm saying? Is removed from the, the history and title listing as champion. Exactly. And, and you let Nakamura main event WrestleMania, you let him headline, you let him hold shows together and put shit together and this, that, and the other, and you completely fucked up his, um, let me say. His value. Even more, yeah, you fucked up his marketing value. And if you don't pull the trigger on him, this confirms my thing is that Vince is not a fan of Japanese people holding any of his titles unless they were uh, cruiserweight champions and it's the 1998 WrestleMania with Steve Austin winning the main event. Only... One Japanese was the United States champion current within the with the current inception of the U.S. belt in the WWE, and that was uh, Kenzo Suzuki. He was the last. He was the last Japanese. Probably, was he the dude running around the cowboy? Uh, no, you're thinking about Jimmy Yang. Right. Oh, actually, I'm wrong. It's him and Tajiri. They would. They and as far as like with the belt being in existence in the WWE. They were the only two Japanese to hold the United States title. The last Japanese person to hold that inception of the belt when it came into the company mm-hmm. was uh, Sasaki Kinsuke. He was the last Japanese to be the United States champion for WCW. So there's a line with that as far as I'm concerned. Right. So if there is the opportunity, like you said, and I agree, if there's the time to take the United States championship and put it on somebody, you got to put it on Nakamura right about now. Right. You know, and it's like, and it's nothing away, taken away from Jeff Hardy. And Jeff Hardy's injured, so it seems like the best choice is to put the belt on Nakamura. I think, right, but I don't. I think they'd rather keep the belt on an injured Jeff Hardy because they like that emo setting and they like the market that he yeah he he brings in. Jeff's a draw, but you know what? At the same token, it's like if the man is hurt, let that man get some rest. Put that title on Nakamura, and right. then get on to doing some other stuff. But unfortunately, they've they've ran down the Nakamura system, and it's so unfortunate that he is fucked the way he's fucked. And also, mind you, this is his first match coming back. Actually, on pay-per-view, he had a match against AJ on SmackDown last week. Uh, This is the first match that he's getting involved in since uh, the incident with him getting bit by the police dog Mm -hmm. at at one of the arena shows a week and a half ago, right before he went to... Went to Yokohama and did the show over there in Japan. Right, it's kind of it's to me it's just disrespectful. Um, unfortunately, it's over. It's gonna be if he doesn't win, his career takes an all time. Is is gonna he's better off? He was better off in Japan. Yeah, 
and I don't think they're going to pull the trigger. And unfortunately, I think Jeff Hardy is going to take the win. Mm-hmm. I don't. Who do you think? I think that um, last shot, last ditch, last ditch effort for Nakamura to finally win WWE gold outside of the NXT Championship. Yeah. So you you you're, you're going for Nakamura. I'm going for Nakamura, yeah, and I'm going to go with Jeff Hardy because logistically, that's the way they're going. Right. Next match is by uh, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley for nothing. There is this is not for a title match. This it's is, it's a number one contendership match. Actually, they confirmed there is no contendership. This is officially. Let me see. It's a the multi man match for the number one contendership before yeah, Raw. Right. This that as of right now, it is not a number one contendership match. This is what we would call back in the day a good old fashioned grudge match. Okay, so um, let's talk. Let's talk about that. Um, go first. Let me know what you think about this. Because the only thing I like about it was the segments that uh, Paul Heyman wrote, yeah, which we'll talk about on another show. But as of right now, um, other than that, I think this is a waste of time. They both have no charisma. They both have no personality. Mm-hmm. They both look phenomenal. They both can go in the ring. Um, whether people like Roman Reigns or not, he can hold a match. We never question that if he can hold a match or he, if he can handle presenting a match. Presenting a match, and we know. TNA's best matches were in Impact Wrestling where he evolved as a wrestler Mm -hmm. and even when he talked on the mic we kind of listened to him more because it looked like WWE puts a different type of pressure right? Um, and a different type of expectancy but Bobby Lashley um, to me is a complete fucking joke right now and I don't give a fuck how good you look I still feel like I beat Bobby Lashley up any day of the week, and I'm not threatened by him. Roman Reigns, I feel like I could floor him in a matter of seconds on a real, both of them in a real fight. So to me, they mean nothing. Unfortunately, I think they're gonna go with Bobby Lashley winning to keep prove they'll keep running with a now going storyline that Roman Reigns still can't win those big matches. I personally think that uh, Lashley should win just on GP alone. I like what they're doing with everything, you know, with their with their feud, you know, but. Uh, it's it's the best story for now that Roman Reigns has been in since arriving into the company. But um, I look for the, fir- I, I look the, for, the, look- the first him and Roman match, him and um, Brock match was a decent story. Four more times later, no. This I, I see the match going as a um, I see the match going as a uh, either a double countout or a draw. Yeah, be- because well, I think and I, and the reason why I say this is because. Being that uh, SummerSlam is right around the corner, they're going to kind of want to make both those guys look strong. So I say that the match tomorrow or the match on Sunday, it goes to a no contest. So I'll say this. Bobby Lashley wins this match but loses one week before SummerSlam to Roman Reigns for the number one contendership. Okay. So you got you got Bob, you got Rome, I got I got Bobby, you got Bobby. I got Bobby, but I also say that the match is going to go to a no contest. Right, so if you had to pick one, no contest or Bobby? No contest. All right, so we got that. Um, SmackDown Women's Championship, Camella versus Asuka with James Ellsworth suspended in the cage. They've done this cage thing too many times in one year. <sighs> Carmella retains the championship belt. Plain and simple. They're not pulling the trigger on no Japanese wrestler, yeah. unfortunately. Car- Carmella retains. And there's nothing more. What Carmella has reached her ceiling. You get what I'm saying? There's yeah. nothing more we could do with Carmella. I really, I really had to think about it, but I'm like, get the belt off this bitch, man, for real. <sighs> yeah, but 
and this is not the right feud for Oscar to win the championship no. from. She needs to be in a competitive match against competitive workers, against someone that can give right. her a match, and she can have a it's, match. It's with. not just that. We got to remember, it's not just that. It's it's not who you is not when you win the championship. It's who you win it from. Right. And this is why Triple H was became so credible because people would say he was selfish, but at the same time, if you won the belt from H, the shit meant something. Right. When with Carmella, if Oscar beats uh, Charlotte, that win means something. But if she beats whoever beats Carmella, that win is not going to mean shit. Yeah, it's 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 foolish. And it's a stupid. They need situation. to they need to get a transitional credible champion in, which we will be talking about soon. Right. This is where you bring in a great transitional champion to the, move the belt over to Oscar. But if you're then, gonna the, do it. but the thing is, is like now you have the element of James Ellsworth being back involved in this feud. It's the only thing that's giving it light. It's that James ten dollar bet before the Ellsworth year is out. He's gonna win the women's championship. I agree. And that's the. I, I, I yeah. You know what? Before the year's yeah, out, the, he's gonna win the women's he's, championship. Yeah, he's gonna win the title. Yeah, and. It, it is what it is, and I've heard that, and that's what they wanted to do last year. Yeah. So it is what it is. Uh, so you got Carmella. I got Carmella. You got Carmella. I'm going with Carmella. Who you're going with? Um, I would like to see Oscar win it, but fucking James Ellsworth is going to play a part in this match. So I expect Carmella to walk out with the win, unfortunately. All right, so we got that there. Now we got the Raw's Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss as champion versus Nia Jack Extreme Rules match. Um, there, you know, Ronda Rousey is becoming the Ronda Rousey show. It's no longer about the women on Raw. Right. Ronda Rousey has officially hurt the whole women's division. Yeah. You know, whether she's a great wrestler and this, that, and the other. I think she should be wrestling every fucking week, just winning matches, not cutting promos, and building the trust of the fans and letting them cheer for her and and say yes, we want her as champion. But as of right now, um, Alexa Bliss retains. Yeah, I'm going with Alexa to retain. And Nia Jax blew her load. I always felt they brought her up to the main roster too soon. Yeah, you know what I see happening? I see um, what you would call it. Uh, Actually, I see Carl. I'm about to say Carmel. I don't know why I'm saying that. I see Alexa Bliss winning on a DQ due to mm-hmm. outside interference from Ronda Rousey. I can see that too, but definitely she's going to get the win. Now we move into the Intercontinental Championship, which is Dolph Ziggler as champion versus Seth Rollins in a 30, 30 minute Iron Man match. I do not like this match. I do not like my Iron Man matches thirty minutes. I would give me one or one hour Broadway or nothing. The best thirty minute. Uh, Iron Man match. Benoit versus Kurt Angle wrestle at uh what you call it? Nah. Wasn't that one. It wasn't for that you. One. For me, that was the best oh, 30 For you minute. was. Yeah. For me, it was uh the um I think it was um damn it. Steve Austin? Ricky Steamboat? No. Um, I'm wrong. It was Ravishing Rick Rude, Dustin Rhodes, WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. But, they, but we're talking within WWE. Well, it's it's still within their. They, their but canon. when they had it in WCW, was that considered a thirty? They call it a thirty minute yes, Iron Man. Those were thirty minute Iron Man matches. All right, but th- this is my thing. They say thirty minutes to a time limit, so initially every match is a thirty minute match. Which just that's why I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit they're doing here? But in reality, Seth Rollins. You're not putting him in the world title picture. Not for a while. So what the fuck did you take the belt off of him for? So that they can give 
Dolph something to do. Yeah, but Dolph, the, the, him winning the belt made it look even stupider. There is nothing to do with him. If you were going to do something with Dolph, it shouldn't have been put the icy belt on him. It should have been him and Drew going for the tag team championship. Number one, Drew is with the wrong person. I've said this before. Okay. It should be Drew, McIntyre, and what's his name? What's the Indian guy's name? Jinder Mahal. You never know; it could work. Those two will; those two can possibly be the best thing for Raw right now as tag team hills. Yes, they look well, good. Well, actually, bo- you're right. You're right. They look good. They both can work, and they both have master reset their careers. And they can talk. And they both can talk. Like I like the aggressiveness in uh, Drew. In Drew, you know what I mean. Drew reminds me of a for, reminds me of the of a wrestler from 1996. Yeah, Drew McIntyre looks like he could have stood the test of time with the Austins and the Rocks and right. the Staten Yava. And I honestly think as much as people are not fans of him, um, what, was, what was his name again? I, I'm, my, my brain is farting when it comes to... Talking about Jinder Mahal? Jinder Mahal looks like not his first incarnation, but disincarnation. Right. Looks like he could have been with the in the Attitude Era. I and think I so. And I think those are two guys who are in the wrong fucking era. Yeah. Or... If you're gonna move SmackDown to to uh, since SmackDown's moving to Fox, Fox ain't scared to show no blood. Turn that into the Raw show right, anymore, right? Right. And move the and move the guys who look like they belonged in the Attitude Era over there. And we're not gonna get into that on this show. We'll do that on another show in the right. future. But long but, story short, um, I think Dolph Ziggler retains the Intercontinental Championship, right? Because I don't see it going back to Seth unless if it goes back to Seth, Seth's not going nowhere in any universal right. title. I think that what they do is have them do that, set up something, set up something where the Intercontinental Championship belt goes around the waist of somebody that should right. be IC champion. Now, so, and I wouldn't be, two things can happen. Seth wins, and then Seth loses, wins the universal title, and carries it into WrestleMania to drop it to Roman. That's one. Right. Or Dolph Ziggler wins, and then him and Drew McIntyre begin to feud over the IC championship. And this goes to the dynamic of chasing after the title. Right. Making but the they're title not going to do so it. important based on the chase. Yeah, the title, I, the title had more the title lost its importance again the moment it got on Ziggler's waist. But I think working wise, Ziggler is great to a degree. So I would have to go with Ziggler to retain the belt in this match. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ziggler as well. But in reality, you're a glorified jobber. I need you to take those pins. Um, <laughs> a glorified jobber that's paid out his ass. <laughs> yeah, to take some pins. Right. Um, WWE Championship match: AJ Styles versus Rusev. Unfortunately, we know this match is not going on last. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they got it's the last one we're reading. Right. Um. I don't think Rusev... So, let me say this first. Yeah. This is that time of year where we get that new champion. Mm-hmm. If Rusev wins, it's it, either going to extremely yeah, gonna, hurt him... It's, yeah, it's going to be hot as hell if he wins. It's going to be hot as hell if he wins, and then the next night is going to dwindle down. But AJ doesn't look like he need a break, and AJ seems like the right person to... Carry the company for a while. Carry the Yeah, but Rusev right now... 
I think this is a, a late pull. He should have been the champion two years ago somewhere or three years ago. But what does this do right now, now that um, this happens? If Rusev wins the title. Let's, let's keep it 100. The WWE championship don't mean shit right now. You, you're right. And this is why this match has it, no value. It was just something to do, something to you know, something for a, a spot fill so that um, AJ can retain the title. I don't see it being easy, but at the same token, I see it as being simplistic. AJ retains the title. Yeah, and I'm going to go with the same thing. AJ retwe- retains. I hope for Rusev, but AJ 100% retains. So that's pretty much it. Um, there's nothing else to cover on this show. We'll see in our review show how many of these predictions we got uh, right. right. Me and Mark pretty much, and we didn't have a pre-conversation about this. We pretty much, this was our predictions on how. We think it's going to turn out. We How we think it's going to turn out. So, look, enjoy it. Download, repeat. We thank you guys for listening yeah. to the show. Thank you so much, guys. We're going to try to give you a, a, a download every other day. We're going to be recording every other day, so we hope to give you a download a day. Um just, we just came off of a break. I will be doing these short spurts on YouTube as news breaks. Mm-hmm. I'll be recording it really fast and trying to upload it as much as I can. Right on. Um, I'm not trying to compete with any other YouTubers. We're going to work at our own pace, but we're going to give you as much content as possible. Exactly. Um, we thank you for being here with us on episode number 16. N- number 16. Mm-hmm. And I'm Dietrich Davis. I'm Mark Morell. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Wrestlers with Experience. Take care now.